Hello, ninjutsu fans, and welcome to the Ninja Training Podcast, where we take the powerful ancient ninja strategies and techniques and utilize them in real-world modern applications. So since many of you are new to my work, please feel free to go to www.ninjutsutrainingonline.com to download my first podcast, which does give you a short look into my ninjutsu and esoteric knowledge training and background. In future podcasts, I'll be giving you more tidbits and stories about my training and applications of ninjutsu in my life. So you might just be wondering what else you might be listening to and learning through these podcasts. Well, in future issues, I will be covering fighting skills, both armed and unarmed, mental skills and forging of enduring heart of the ninja, espionage and intelligence gathering methods, surreptitious entry methods, stealth movement and tracking, anonymous living tips, firearms, improvised weapons, and our newly trademarked Ninja Warrior Conditioning Series to take your physical conditioning levels to unbelievable levels. Now this podcast is just one part of all the material coming your way, so make sure you head over to the website, ninjutsutrainingonline.com, and keep an eye out for our monthly newsletter, which is coming out soon. The ancient ninja and samurai were considered by history to be complete warriors. And by this I mean they were well-rounded and balanced warriors. In order to survive in an almost constant state of battle and conflict, these warriors developed highly organized methods to teach their skills to others within their clan or group. Many, if not all, Ko-ryu organized a systematic training syllabus to bring their warriors training in a constant and consistent basis. For those of you who do not know, Ko-ryu is a general term for Japanese schools of martial arts that predate the Meiji Restoration. While there is no official cutoff date, the dates most commonly used are either 1868, which is the first year of the Meiji period, or 1876, when the Hattori Edict banning the wearing of swords was pronounced. So now, let's take a look at one of the more famous samurai clan arts, the Tenshin Katori Shintoryu, one of the oldest recorded Koryu within Japan. The Tenshin Shoden Katori Shintoryu was founded approximately 1447, but some scholars recently claim it's about 1480 is a much more historically accurate view. But who cares? It is one of the oldest Koryu systems documented in Japan. Now, its curriculum was extremely detailed. So let's take a look at a few points. It starts off with Tachijitsu, or bladed arts, which contained Kenjitsu, EI, or sword drawing and cutting, covering both kneeling and standing forms. Ryoto, which was two sword arts. Kodach, which was short sword. It included Kyojitsu, or archery skills. Bojitsu, staff. Naginatajitsu, which is a halberd or glaive or curved spear. Sojitsu, which is the straight spear form. Shurikenjitsu, spike throwing. Yara Jitsu, which was not what most people consider the Yara fighting stick, but grappling in armor and knife fighting. Chiko Kojo Jitsu, which is field fortification building. Gunbai Haiho, 
which is strategy and tactics. Tenmon Chirigaku, which is astronomy, geomantic divin divination. It was a very superstitious time. Inyo and Kigaku, philosophical and mystical arts, developed from Mikyo or esoteric Buddhism. It even contained a section on ninjutsu and shinobi jitsu skills for intelligence gathering and analysis purposes. Any samurai mastering these arts would be a formidable foe, whether on or off the battlefield. Now, as we look at the ninjutsu families, the ninja were intimately related to and involved with the samurai, and their curriculum was designed to complement their specific mission or actions in combat. As such, it included the traditional fighting tactics, as well as more specialized areas involving intelligence gathering and stealth skills, disguise and hidden weapons. As many other co-view, the curriculum was designed to enhance the ability of a practitioner to survive the rigors of warfare and of daily life. The curriculum that I am outlining here is the one from the Toga Koreru ninjutsu tradition. Now, in the past, there were many clans around Japan each had specialized skills and tactics. Sadly, most of the ninjutsu families had fallen into history with no surviving legacy. The Togakoreru, headed by Soke Mazaki Hatsumi, has survived and continues to educate today's modern ninjutsu practitioners. So what makes up the Togakoreru ninjutsu juhapan or juhaki? Well, 18 levels of skill, of course, so let's take a look at them. Seishen Teike Kyo-yo, which is spiritual refinement. Taijitsu, unarmed combat. Ninjaken, which is the ninja sword fighting skills. Bojitsu, stick and staff fighting arts. Shoriken Jitsu, throwing blades. Yari Jitsu, the straight spear fighting again. Naginata Jutsu, which is the halberd or the curved bladed spear. Kusarigama, chain and sickle weapon. Kayakujitsu, fire and explosives. Hensojutsu, disguise and impersonation skills. Shinobi Iri, stealth and entering skills. Bajitsu, or horsemanship. Suiren, or water training. Boryaku, which is strategy. Choho, espionage and intelligence gathering skills. Intonjitsu, or escape and concealment methods. Tenmon, meteorology, and Shimon, geography. Now, I have to admit, that was a lot of Japanese terminology in the last five minutes that was thrown at you. So as we go through this, let's break it down and give you a better explanation of this curriculum. So we'll go through the 18 levels and break out each one with a little bit more explanation. Let's start with Seishen Teike Kyoyo, which is spiritual refinement. One of the first and most necessary skills presumes a self-knowledge level of the warrior that would be able to control the, his senses, motivations, and intentions, both his own and that of their opponents. From this point, a ninja warrior developed a mystical discipline with its own philosophy and mental doctrines, known as Mikyo Ninpo. Also contained in this section would be Miso, or meditation skills, Kujikiri, or hand positioning skills, development of Fudoshin, the immovable mind, 
and several other mental attributes to enhance a ninja's training. Now, one of the largest areas in a ninja's repertoire was taijutsu, unarmed combat. Taijutsu forms the basis for all training in ninjutsu warrior methods. Taijutsu strives to develop natural responsive actions with the body. As the practitioner progresses, one can use the lessons that are gained in the physical as models for the psychological and tactical training in the more advanced studies. Practicing Taijutsu involves methods of rolling, falling, rebounding from the ground, striking, grappling, special ways of walking and running, leaping and climbing. Taijutsu's effectiveness is based on it not being a specialized system, but a total system of development for the battlefield and life. Ninja Ken, or the Ninja Sword. Practitioners of ninjutsu at times utilize the same swords of a samurai counterpart, the katana and the wakazashi. They often would have adjusted their swords to accomplish several other tasks, sometimes making them smaller for a faster draw, hiding within the soya, the scabbard, different powders, using them as digging, climbing, or even breaking tools. For a ninja, the sword was nothing else but a tool. Sword techniques are actually nothing else but an extension to the taijutsu principles. The same body weight, balance, and movement principles being applied on the weapon use. Also, called the ninja to or shinobi ken, the ninja sword could be used in the eye moves, cutting with the very first move of the drawing from the saya, or direct sword-to-sword -sword techniques, often with unconventional and changing the handle grips, to combined with body movements, blinding powders, and even shuriken jitsu the ninja sword method was quite impressive. Bojutsu are the stick and staff fighting components within the art. The Japanese stick fighting art, practiced by the samurai and peasant alike, was also a strong skill for the ninja. Togakota ninja were taught to use the bow, or the six-foot long staff, hanbo, or the half-staff or cane, three feet long, as well as sticks and clubs of varying lengths, Specially constructed shinobisu or ninja canes were designed to look like a normal walking stick but often concealed blades, swords, chains, or darts that could be used against the enemy. A very famous skill not only specialized by the ninja but by samurai was shuriken jitsu or throwing blades. Probably the most known ability of the ninja warrior was the art of throwing weapons. And it included various forms of hira, shuriken, those are the flat star-shaped blades with multiple points, or, and or bow shuriken, more like nails or knife blades or chips, and then even blades and knives. Such techniques are common in the old schools of ko-ryu, of the Japanese traditions. Shurikens, much to everyone's chagrin, are not utilized as a primary weapon but rather as a distracting, escaping, or simply a tactical weapon. One of the secret weapons from the Toga Koreru was the Senban Shuriken. It was a four-pointed blade that could also be used for carving, digging, prisoner control, grappling, etc. Another famous tactic is the Yari Jitsu, spear fighting. Also read as Sojitsu, 
It is the art of handling the spear, not for throwing it, but rather for direct fight with an opponent. The spear has an advantage of being very long, yet flexible, and allows for both lateral strikes and thrusts with the point. Within ninjutsu, there is also a special form of the yari called the kamayari. It's a hook spear, which was probably a weapon developed or probably used in the ocean fronts area, maybe by Waco or Japanese pirates. This also allowed catching on to an opponent, especially if they were mounted or on a horse. Naginata jitsu, the halberd or the glaive, curved pole, a curved blade attached to a long pole. Virtually a short blade is mounted into a long handle. The Japanese halberd was used for cutting and slashing attacks against adversaries at medium to long range. Togakoreru ninja warriors were also very proficient with the bisento, which is a huge, heavy-bladed version of the naginata. Most likely based on a Chinese war tool, the broad-bladed weapon was heavy enough to knock down attackers, smash through armor, and ground the horses of a mounted samurai. A specific weapon in the ninjutsu is the bisento, so keep that in mind as it has that Chinese influence we see a lot of influence from the Chinese martial arts in early development of the ninjutsu systems. Another simpler weapon, smaller but very flexible, the kusari gama, or the chain and sickle. The chain and sickle was adopted into the arsenal of the togakoreru ninja, a chain roughly six to nine feet in length and weighted at one end, was attached to the handle of the traditional grain cut cutting tool. The chain could be used to block or ensnare an enemy's weapon, and the blade then could be used to finish off the attacker. A version of this is known as the Kyuketsu Shogi, a weapon very similar to the chain and sickle, and this was favored by the Togakoreru. The weapon consisted of a straight-handled dagger blade with a secondary hooking blade coming out of the hilt, and that was attached to a 15-foot resilient cord usually made from woman's or horse's hair and at the end of that was a large steel ring which was attached to that free end weighted very similar to the large metal weight on the kusari gama it was an awesome weapon that could also be used for climbing if necessary another specialized skill within the ninja family which gets into its espionage background its uh, fortification and breaking into skills is kiyaku jitsu fire and explosives the ninja were experts in effective placement, timing and rigging of explosive devices for demolitions and distractions. In later years, the use of black powders and other explosive, that was supplemented with the knowledge of firearms and their strategic applications on a battlefield. More along the espionage lines. Hensojitsu, disguise and impersonation skills. A true art of the shinobi warrior. Henso Jitsu was developing special abilities that allowed them to imitate, simulate, or transpose into someone else's position, known also as the five ways of going. Henso Jitsu allowed a ninja to appear either as a priest, a samurai merchant, craftsman, or even a farmer. It used either to facilitate access into various areas, or to hide themselves, or even to replace someone's person in order to gain access to a specific protected zone. Such art was completing a ninja's training and transforming himself into a transformed warrior, 
where they could become literally another person. Skills in stealth and entering are known as shinobi eerie, which is obviously a discipline of vital importance in any espionage mission. Shinobi Eri was training the warriors in various walking, observing, sneaking, and infiltrating into an op opponent's area. Ninja warriors were experts in using land, natural resources, or the landscape's elements to dissimulate their presence, to enter and or evade from a guarded place without being seen or felt. Bajitsu or horsemanship. This was a mandatory discipline for the Bushi warrior, especially starting from the Edo period. Bajitsu is the art of fighting while riding, not just the riding itself, but being able to both lead the horse and make proper use of archery, naginata, yari, or sword. A ninja had to penetrate many areas, so suryen, or water training, was very important. Suryen is that training that the ninja underwent for all techniques involving water. And the techniques were organized into five major categories, such as boats, water as weapon, tools, stealth, and survival. As an example, the ninja used portable collapsing boats, known as shinobi bune, suge bune, or ukidaru, to follow convoys in the water or even to cross rivers. While they were not designed to last long in the water, these boats kept the ninja afloat for long periods of time. Another kind of water vehicle is the Ryo Osen, or a true small-sized submarine that was made with wood and leather with a sand ballast. The Toga Koreru Ninja often used various tools for interacting with the water, like a, the Mizu Zutsu, a breathing tube, reed-like, to stay underwater for long periods of time. It could also be used to blow darts into the opponent from the water. Sometimes they even used the Soya as a multifunctional part of the ninja toll for that same application. More important than just the physical actions is the strategy, or boryaku, unconventional tactics of deception in battle, political plots, advantageous timing for the use of current events were used by the Toga Koreru ninja. By employing or influencing seemingly outside forces to bring the enemy around to doing what the ninja wanted them to do. The ninja were able to work their will without drawing attention to themselves or that of their benefactors. Now we're into some more espionage and intelligence gathering skill areas. Cho Ho. The art of spying on the enemy, infiltrating agents to any decision level, collecting vital information, and providing misinformation cultivating a network of intelligence connections or simply to watch over others actions this discipline is closely connected with the escape and concealment sections of intonjitsu and strategy or boryaku intonjitsu is the art of escape and concealment intonjitsu is comprised with various walking and stealth methods techniques such as the goton pole or hiding, knowing, using the five elements concept. And shinobi aruki, silent movement steps, leaping, etc. skills. Ninjutsu practitioners were experts at adapting and improvising in any situation the natural environment, say, such as water flows, trees, tree branches, and even natural obstacles. Combined with intention distraction techniques, disguise, and even taijutsu, 
and based on a deep understanding of all the five basic elements of nature, assured them methods to conceal or escape from the most difficult situation. The last two areas, Tenmon, meteorology, and Chimon, geography, are slightly outside most other martial arts realms. Tenmon really took on the point of forecasting and taking advantage of weather and seasonal phenomenon was an important part of any battle consideration. Practitioners were trained to observe all the subtle signals from the environment in order to predict weather conditions. Chimon, or the geography aspect, it wasn't actually the ability to encyclopedically know the geographical place, but rather to be able to inspect and use the land's characteristic on strategic considerations, knowing where the sun would rise on set on a battlefield, wind movement, finding the best places for ambushes, and the use of natural resources such as relief plants or animals provide the ninja warrior with the right attributes to defeat and win any battle, no matter of land type, territory, surface, weather, or even human forces involved. As you can see, a ninja's martial arts education was highly detailed and evolved for the time period. Now, I told you we were looking at ninjutsu from a traditional aspect to a modern application. So how do we do that? Utilizing these outline structures, today's ninjutsu practitioner must be able to adapt to the modern real-world application of the curriculum. Why else practice a martial art that espouses the art of enduring or surviving without a modern application and interpretation of these skills? So let's take a look at a few of these Juhapon categories and apply them to a modern application. Let's take Bajitsu, or horsemanship. Now, getting around on a horse in the 21st century doesn't seem the most practical thing to do, but understanding the practice of horsemanship in a country can provide a vital skill such as in the Special Forces world recently, where they were utilizing horses in Afghanistan to move about the countryside. But to this, I would also add the following. Bajitsu in a modern interpretation would include automobiles, standard and automatic transitions. Can you drive both? Four-wheelers, motorcycles, large trucks, construction equipment, tractors. How about evasive driving skills? And now I think you're starting to see the picture of how to interpret these traditional curriculum components. Chimon, or geography. Now this is a highly important area that's often overlooked by many ninja practitioners. Are you able to orienteer with a map and compass? How many people have done that? Can you utilize a GPS? Are you able to locate and understand landmarks on a map? Read topography lines? Estimate distance to an enemy location? Choose a concealed position to conduct surveillance? How about just getting around on a subway system in a new city? Well, these are just a few of the Chimon skills to focus your studies on. How about this last section here? Choho, or intelligence gathering. If you have been reading the ninjutsutrainingonline.com blog posts, you can clearly see there are several lessons outlined there for you to gain a modern information gathering skill perspective. Whether you are in the pursuit of just gaining knowledge on a particular subject, or even tracking down a deadbeat relative, or how about conducting surveillance on a criminal, these skills and strategies within 
the Choho section, are diverse and will serve you well in many areas. Also, we live in a digital age, and learning how you can reduce your digital tracks and footprint will serve you well as you learn to protect, protect and hide your identity from criminals or others who are looking for you for some nefarious particular reason. All right. So I took three areas of the ninjutsu curriculum and gave you a more updated or modern view for their application. And yes, 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 of course we are going to be covering more of this type of knowledge in future episodes. But we are coming to the end of this section. So, as we are getting close to the end of this episode, I hope you enjoyed a look at the Ninja Juhapon. And I have to thank you for listening to me in this podcast. I hope to be posting one or two of these podcasts per month. So stay tuned for more great information heading your way. Now you can stay in touch with me and all the latest updates, and you can also stay in touch with me through Twitter, ninjutsuguy at twitter.com, Facebook, Ninjutsu Training Online, and on the awesome site, www.ninjutsutrainingonline.com. Well, until next time, Bufu Ikan.